Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 34 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, brought to you by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you for listening and finding this podcast. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. This week, my guest is Cheryl Green, and we'll be learning all about Akasha. But first, in a slightly delayed, I can't believe my dog ate poll, the uh, most popular October poll was Penny, who enjoyed having about 21 remote controls. So the polls are open for November. And just a reminder, we had Zena, who consumed a whole chicken. We had Theodore, who interrupted a Zoom meeting, showing everyone that he had a rat and consumed that. We had Barchi, who... Didn't like flies, but was brave enough to catch one and eat one. And we had Deef, who is a good boy, and shared some bacon and eggs. In this week's doggy news, a dog walks into a bar. Uh, actually, you've probably heard that one. But a dog walked into the Odessa Police Department in Texas and sort of like put his paws up on the front counter to say hello. The officers then engaged with the dog, found he didn't have a collar. He was very friendly. They played with him, enjoyed the attention. Um, They were in the process of getting an animal control officer there with a microchip reader. Um. And then the dog wandered off. The uh, officers then were a little bit concerned but were put at ease the next day when Chico and his owners came around and apparently he only lives about a, a mile away from the station so he was just out for a stroll and apparently just popped in to say hello to the police and engage in a little bit of fun. Also in the US, in Nevada County, California, a gentleman by the name of Caleb Benham um, was alerted to some strange noise on his property. Uh, On investigation, he went over and saw his 90-pound dog, Buddy, being dragged away by a bear. Bear actually had uh, Buddy's head in his uh, mouth. Uh, so what did Caleb do? Immediately charged, ran at the bear, tackled the bear and started punching it in the face and in the eyes until it let go, which thankfully it did before running away. Um, Caleb is all right and Buddy was rushed to hospital And after having some uh, staples and tubes put in, he was allowed to go home to recover. So 
Lucky Escape to Buddy and wow, applause to Caleb. And just another great example of what people do for their dogs without a moment's hesitation. And now, this week's interview. Welcome to the Relax Dog Podcast. I'm here with my guest today, Cheryl Green. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited as well. Always great having a chat with someone about their <laughs> awesome dogs. <laughs> so who are we going to have a chat about today? We are going to talk about Akasha. She is my almost 16-year-old Beagle Lab mix, and I've had her since she was a, a, a year old. So 16, nice. Yeah. Uh, as per usual, I'm going to ask you to take us back just to a space in time just before you guys met and <laughs> talk to us about the how and why you got together. Yeah, so I was married at the time. Um, we had gotten married in October and decided that it was time to get a dog. And March rolled around and we decided we were definitely ready. We went to North Shore Animal League, which is in New York. And I started looking. We didn't know, you know, we didn't have a breed in mind. We really just knew we wanted to bond. And uh, we actually pulled a different dog at first to kind of play with and sit with. And uh, he was terrified. He was hiding under the bench. He wouldn't come near my husband or I. And as sad as it was to put the dog back, we knew it was a no-kill shelter and he'd eventually find the right family. Um, but we wanted a dog that was comfortable with us right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And um, then we saw this little yellow lab, like mini yellow lab looking creature. <laughs> um, and I think her name was like Layla or something when we got her. And she was super friendly right off the bat. And we just, we both fell in love. I, it was the first, like first time I'd ever had a dog of my own, you know, not like the family dog. Mm -hmm. And she was just, just the sweetest little thing from day one. Um, but she'd already had puppies at a year old, mm. you know, she'd already had puppies. I don't know why anybody would have given this dog up, but they did. And I'm glad they did. <laughs> oh, sometimes things are just meant to be. Yes. <laughs> so how was the initial few sort of weeks when you took her home? Uh, it was interesting. She definitely uh, trained us to be cleaner people or neater. I should say neater people. Um, and she was having no part of being like corralled in a certain area of the house. I remember uh, we put up a baby gate. We had this long hallway and we put up this baby gate. So she would stay in the hallway and not, you know, run around the living room when we weren't home. And the first day I came home, baby gate was knocked over <laughs> and she was sitting on the couch. Uh, second day we put like those big, like five gallon water jugs. Mm -hmm. We put two of them in front of the baby gate. Um, so we came home, she had m moved the gate enough that she could get out and she was sitting on the couch. And then the third day um, we put four, four of these giant water jugs um, two on either side of the gate and 
she jumped over the gate and was sitting on the couch. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, okay, and now you get free reign of the house. <laughs> I think she's climbed a spot already. <laughs> she did. She did. And um, we had we had two couches at the time and kind of decided that one would be the human couch. Um, so if guests came over and didn't want to get fur on them, you know, mm. they could sit there. And then one would be her couch and our cuddle couch. Okay. And um, we had a blanket on that one. So who who chose which couch? Um, she did. She <laughs> did. Yeah, it took a few uh, a few days of us yelling at her to get off the other couch. She ran into the other room, grabbed a blanket in her teeth, dragged it into the living room, and jumped up on that couch and sat on the blanket. Uh, and it was like, nice. dog just outsmarted us. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, at that point, it was just like, if you don't want to be covered in dog fur, don't come over. <laughs> I think that's a, a fairly common thing with, with uh, most dog owners. And oh, yeah. If you know you're going to visit someone. <laughs> um, so, uh, initial sleeping arrangements? I, I was actually the one that said I didn't want her sleeping in the bed with us. I wanted that to be just for us. Um, but she would sleep on the couch. She had a nice comfy area. Um, but every morning I would find myself waking up earlier and earlier to go sleep on the couch with her and get some cuddles in before, uh, before I had to go to work. And then one night there was like a thunderstorm and she was totally fine with it. But I was like, she's terrified. She has to come into bed with us. <laughs> um, and she never, never left her side after that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, were there any sort of like uh, teething problems when she sort of like the first few weeks or months when she came into the house? Um, okay, let's see. So, in uh, over the course of her lifetime, not just the first couple of weeks, um, she ate a banana holder. Uh, she ate a book. She ate my entire DVD collection. <laughs> um, she ate a bottle of Metamucil, the fiber supplements okay. uh, from Costco. Ooh. So like the really big bottle. Um, I, she never went after shoes, I don't think. Um, probably some clothing. I usually yeah. wait till towards the end of the interview, but I'll, I'll ask you now to complete the sentence <laughs> <laughs> if there is mm -hmm. something that you haven't said already yet. But I can't believe my dog ate. Uh, you know, oh, a mattress. Oh, so a mattress? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we went to stay with some friends and they had a very large dog that um, the two of them did not get along with, uh, along with each other. So uh, we had to keep her in the bedroom when we went out. And I got the phone call that every parent dreads. Uh, Cheryl, we need to talk about Akasha. And it turned out that in a fit of frustration, she ate the mattress. Oh, no. <laughs> there, it looked like it had been through a shark attack. Was that a, a vet trip or? Uh, not that time. Not that time. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, hold on. Oh, the, see, there's so many ways you can answer this question. Um, <laughs> she did eat two bars of dark chocolate. That was a vet trip. That, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, the the Metamucil was just a phone call to the vet. 
um, where he laughed at me and said, don't worry, this will literally pass. <laughs> and it did. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. my little goat. <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're on that subject, have there been any serious uh, medical issues or, or trips to the vet over her life? Yeah, we've had, um, we had a cancer scare about 12, uh, at when she was 12. Um, she, uh, she's always been a little lumpy, you know, she gets the, the fatty like lymphoma lumps and I took her to the vet to, uh, get her teeth cleaned actually. And I said, Hey, while she's under, if you want to check any of these lumps and see if they need to come off, let's do it. And he called me and told me that she had cancer. Um, I, I decided at that point, I said, she's 12 years old. Um, you know, the options were, uh, radiation or chemo, just like they do for humans. And I said, um, I'm not going to make her sick for whatever time she has left. So he got, you know, he took out whatever he could. He got halfway decent margins and I've been just taking care of her ever since. And Hey, she'll be 16 next in you know next year next couple of months so excellent she's result. doing okay yeah. yeah great um we've had uh she was attacked by a dog at the dog park uh, it was an emergency visit and surgery to clean out her wounds um and now she's dealing with you know old dog stuff uh, mm -hmm. the kidneys and the thyroid and i give her fluids uh three times a week iv fluids okay um, so yeah, it's, you know, at this point, it's just be grateful for, for the time we have. Mm -hmm. Um, the vet said she's got long, she's, she, she made it, made the longevity. And now we just have to work on the quality of life. Uh, excellent. So. Okay. Let's rewind back a little bit again to yeah. when she was a young adolescent and running free. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chef, any uh, favorite walks or places to go when you took her out? Um, when I moved out to Las Vegas, uh, we started hiking. And I never realized she really is like a mountain goat. Um, when she was younger, you know, I would let her off leash when we were out in the wilderness. And, um, you know, I'd turn around, she'd be gone. And I'm about to panic. And then I hear her collar. Um, she had literally scaled the mountain <laughs> and she was like a couple of hundred feet up wow. before I even knew it. So yeah, she is a huge, always been a huge fan of hiking. Um, and just, she loves to climb rocks. She loves, she loves to pee everywhere. I mean, come on, she's a dog. It's, <laughs> it's what they live for. Uh, <laughs> Uh, ever had any interesting encounters with other wildlife on, on the trails? That's a great question. I don't think so. Um, we we have been training, though, like her entire life. Um, do you guys have Scooby-Doo over there? Yeah, yeah, I know. We know Scooby-Doo okay. is, yeah. <laughs> so, you know how, um, like, when they see something scary, like Scooby-Doo jumps into his owner's arms mm -hmm. and then the owner jumps into somebody else's arms? <laughs> yeah. Uh, shaggy. Um, that's what we do. I, like, I told her, if we ever see a snake, you jump into my arms and I'm going to jump into whoever's arms that we're hiking with. Um, so now she is, 
she's actually, we've been pretty lucky out there because I know there's snakes. There's, I think there's like mountain lions or something out here. Um, and there's definitely coyotes and we've been pretty, pretty safe. Um, did get stuck in a hailstorm once. Okay. And it can be pretty that traumatic. Was, that was traumatic for me. Yeah. We, <laughs> there were no trees around and, um, there was like no shelter and I ended up just kind of, you know, curling myself over her and using my body as a shield. And, um, I had a lot of wealth, <laughs> um, but my baby was untouched. So it was worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. I know when, uh, when I've been out with my girl Marley sometimes and it's been like raining, but when it gets really sort of like heavy, she'll run and stand between my legs, you know, for that, for yes. that, for that little bit of shelter <laughs> than what there is. And it's like, it's not getting much, but you know, I'll try my best. <laughs> like be an umbrella, daddy, be an umbrella. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. So, um, was it some, obviously likes the outdoors. Did you go on some extended sort of hikes as well? Um, we've done some pretty decent length hikes. Yeah, she is, uh, even now, I have to say, even at, you know, 15 and a half, whatever she is, um, she holds up pretty well. I don't let her climb anymore because mm -hmm. uh, she has a lot of arthritis and, you know, weakness in her legs. But um, she's still, I mean, she loves to hike. If we do a flat path, she is happy to go for, for quite a while. Uh, so excellent. Um, yeah, so she's she's just fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she's a good girl. And has she had any sort of like hiking doggy buddies at, during different stages? Oh, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, there have been a couple of friends along the way. Um, uh, now we go hiking. My my friend has a oh god, what is he? He's like. 80 pounds. Uh, he looks like a Ridgeback. Mm -hmm. So she's got one of those and then she's got a Pitbull Dachshund mix. Okay. I'll give you a moment to figure that yeah. breed out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's super short, but super stocky <laughs> and they're both under a year old. So we go out on the trail and those dogs are like, you know, super excited and running back and forth. And she's just like, I'm conserving my energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, she loves it. That's she loves it. it. Any excuse to get outside. Don't peak too soon. It's in, we're in for the long haul. You've exactly. got to settle down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Youngins. <laughs> uh, <No>. Nice. <laughs> so, um, how is she with the water? Uh, being in water, not yeah, a fan, not a fan, not a fan. No. Um, I, so I actually, I blame myself for this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, when, when we first brought her home from the shelter, the first thing we did was bring her in for a bath. <laughs> and I think she needed some time to adjust to being <laughs> with us and to being in the, the apartment, um, before we shoved her in there. <laughs> But um, she is not a fan. She does not want to go in the, you know, in the pool or in the ocean. Um, and I have a, a glass, you know, sliding shower door. So I, I give her her bath by myself. You know, we just, I take her into the shower and 
she presses her nose up against the glass door and just has this like, God help me, she's murdering me look <laughs> the whole time. So not a fan, not a fan of water. Um, that part, I, she's maybe that part's more beagle because I know labs are like huge water dogs. She didn't get that memo. Mm -hmm. uh, so there doing any like particular um, like training different different sort of exercises or just the, the standard-ish sort of stuff or uh, I mean she trains me does that count more than often they usually do <laughs> um, you know she was actually pretty trained uh, before before we moved to Las Vegas, um, she was, um, you know, nothing special, but sit and walk and, you know, lay down and don't beg at the table. Um, she had all of that down. And then uh, after my divorce, uh, we moved in with my, my dad and my stepmom out here with my parents. And uh, grandma and grandpa completely undid that training. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I would get phone calls while I was at work. Uh, Akasha had Cheerios for breakfast. Nice. Yeah. Why, 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 why did that happen? Oh, well she, uh, you know, it's good for her heart. And I'm like, no, um, but yeah, she's, uh, she's trained to act as cleanup crew, uh, during cooking days. Mm-hmm. So she does a task. very good job. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Very good. Very good at that. Um, at this point, she, any training she had, she's decided she no longer needs. <laughs> she's like, I'm old. I'm cranky. I don't feel well all the time. And I'm going to do whatever the heck I want. That's so, um, yeah, it really is. It's like, you know what? You are an old girl. Like, do your thing. <laughs> So when she was younger, apart from the hiking, did she yeah. have any other favorite sort of activities? Um, trying to think. When we moved out here, we did go to the dog park for a while until until that incident. Um, and she she enjoyed that. Uh, she sounds like a hyena in the car. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure if she enjoys being in the car. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sure if it's an anxiety response or, you know, or it's just excitement. Um, but she does, she sounds a little bit like a hyena. Okay. And where does she sit so, in the car? Uh, wherever she wants. <laughs> um, yeah. She'll usually sit on the front seat um, just, just long enough for the, uh, the, the seat belt bell to ding, like to stop dinging. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as it stops dinging, she'll go into the back seat and come back up front and do it again. <laughs> okay. So yeah, she's, uh, <laughs> um, I, she does not like to sit down. So she's kind of like surfing mm -hmm. the whole time. And yeah, she has fallen off the seat a few times. Mm. So. <laughs> but, um, doesn't really mind the the traveling that much, I don't think. I don't think so. No, she's been in the car. She used to get car sick. So that was rough. Um, but no, over the past couple of years, she's been fine. Um, most of the time, we're just either going to the park or we're going to grandma and grandpa's. So, um, or we're going to the rescue where I work. So 
she knows she's going to get a treat no matter where we go. Okay. Um, so she's pretty happy. So any sort of like holidays or vacation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, extended trips that, that you've taken um, up? We've, we've done a couple of like overnight camping trips. Uh, we've gone to visit like family and stuff like that. I've never taken her on a really long trip. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she would feel about that. Like she likes her space. <laughs> nice. Um, we did uh, when when I left my ex. We uh, my stepmom came out and we drove cross country to move me from. I was living in North Carolina at the time uh, to move me to Vegas, and it was me, my stepmom, and Akasha in a Corolla, a Toyota Corolla, uh, loaded up with all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we drove for five days. We would drive for eight hours and then stay in a hotel for the night and then continue on our way the next time. Um, and she she got a Benadryl every morning and some water. And then she didn't eat until dinner time because we knew it would just come right back up. Um, but she did well, minus the whining and the trying to sit on my stepmom's chest. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> She did okay. I'm not sure yeah. she's like the traveling type. Okay. Um, how was the initial transition when she moved to Vegas? Did you notice anything much or any any change in behavior with her? Um, you know, it was, I think the biggest challenge for her, uh, well, two. One was going from peeing in grass to peeing in rocks because uh, most of it out here in Vegas is desert landscaping, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like the first challenge. The The second one was um, me going through a pretty severe depression and crying onto the dog at all times. So I, I like to see that she was getting a little bit moldy <laughs> um, with how much I was like crying into her fur. Um, but no, she's she's really been my rock through everything. She got me through that experience. And, uh, you know, I can feel... I could feel after a couple of hours of being away from her, I needed to go home. Nice. Like I just, I needed that support. Like, uh, so often that, that that's the case that they provide so much more than even another human being can do. Yeah, absolutely. She, uh, yeah, she's been there through all of it. And I, I really, I don't know. I don't know how I would have made it through that, that whole experience without her. Are you happy to talk a little yeah. bit more about that or? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'm, I'm an open book. I speak about that on stages all the time. So. <laughs> so I'd love to hear a little bit more about how she was able to help you during that time. Um, I think the the first thing was, uh, you know, when I, my my ex did a very bad thing and I, I won't get into it because that's not the topic of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we had the discussion of who's going to take Akasha. And uh, we had only had her, what, two, two and a half years at that point. And that was not up for discussion. She was mine. She was coming with me. Um, there was just... It was like, enjoy her for the next four days while I pack up my life and then we're out. And um, just having that like non-judgmental, 
Um, I know my friends, my family, they were always incredibly supportive. Um, but there was, I don't know, it's almost like you always feel like they've got thoughts going on in the, the back of their head of, you know, what happened. And uh, she never had that. You know, she was just there to cuddle um, and to get me out of the house to, to exercise and to get fresh air. Um, and just, you know, didn't leave my side. Uh, we spent the first couple of weeks actually just in, you know, my parents' spare bedroom um, because they had cats and she'd never been around cats before. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we took a while to introduce them. And um, when we finally did, like I still kept her on a leash because um, there wasn't like a huge prey drive, but it was still like, you know, I don't want her eating the cats. The cats like that's just, that's yeah, it's, it's not a, <laughs> not a good plan. Um, so I remember, you know, we would sit on the couch and I would have her on the leash and then I would fall asleep watching TV because that's what you do. And a cat would go by and she would go darting off the couch. Only we were attached. <laughs> so I would go flying with her. Um, so there were definitely some, uh, some adjustments to be had when we moved in. Um, but my parents welcomed her with open arms. Uh, they, you know, really did everything they could to make the two of us comfortable. And they knew I wasn't coming without her. Mm -hmm. so there was never that discussion of, you know, where's the dog going to go? It was like, okay. Um, you know, she, she likes, uh, when she was younger, uh, she would like tear at the wall at the door if she was left alone. So we put up some plexiglass on the door and, it, you know, it was just like, okay, what do we need to do to make this home for them? Um, yeah. So it was good. It was good. She's been, uh, She's been my rock. So has she got any, uh, or has she had different uh, toys or favorite items that she likes to interact with? Uh, that she doesn't rip to pieces in 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, <laughs> she is pretty much over toys now, but uh, I always tried to stick with like Kongs. Mm-hmm just because they were so indestructible and she's only like 28 pounds, but I had to buy the wolf Kongs, the big black ones that like, you know, literally a wolf could chew on and, and uh, she would still eat them, <laughs> but it would take a while. Um, squeaky toys, soft toys. Oh, here's a story for you. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, the great stuffed animal massacre of uh, 2009. I remember that. Um, I had been collecting stuffed animals for about six months to donate to Toys for Tots for Christmas. Mm -hmm. um, program that they do out here, you know, collecting toys for kids that need them. And um, I came home from work one day. I was still living with my parents and my dad met me at the front door. And he is like, all right, Cheryl, um, Akasha did something and I need you to be calm. And I, I remember, of course, you know, the first thought is always, oh my God, is the dog okay? And he said, no, she's fine. And we walked down the hallway to my bedroom and it looked like a winter wonderland of stuffed <laughs> animal guts. <laughs> There was fluff 
everywhere. Like, and she like met us at the door to my bedroom and she had like the fluff, like hanging out the side of her mouth. (laughs) And there were just these like lifeless eyes, just the googly eyes, just staring at me all from around the room. It was, uh, it was traumatizing. And I, I remember, um, you know, trying to hold in that anger. It had been an awful day at work. And I just, you know, through clenched teeth said, get her out of my room. And my dad scooped up the dog and ran. (laughs) And I just sat, um, you know, amongst all of the fluff and I just cried. (laughs) Um, One of my previous guests um, had a dog that used to do similar sort of things and she called it his artwork. (laughs) Yes. Yes. uh, Theodore and she's, yeah, started his own Facebook artwork page. (laughs) Oh, nice. To to show (laughs) his work. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, dear. Uh, Adventures or interesting little stories that you can recall? Yeah, you know, I think I I want to give her credit for uh, kind of uh, sending my life in the direction it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been working with an animal rescue for about eight months now, but I've been volunteering with them for five, six years. Um, when I was at that like really low point in the depression, um, my my stepmom, you know, encouraged me to get out of the house and to go do something fun with Akasha. Um, because she needed some time out and she needed some doggy time. And we actually went to an event called, um, uh, I think it was a bark in the park. It was either bark in the park or Petapalooza. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I figured she'll get to walk around. She'll get to sniff and we'll try some treats and, you know, get out and get some sun. And it was there that I met uh, a rescue uh, called Foreclosed Upon Pets. And, you know, the more we talked, they were telling me this was 2008, which was the, the height of the housing crisis in, uh, in the United States. And they told me that people were, uh, they were walking away from their houses and they were leaving their animals behind. Mm. They were just abandoning them in these houses and the bank was finding them, the realtors were finding them, you know? And um, I was I was so just horrified um, because, you know, like, look, I went through, besides the depression and the divorce, I went through the foreclosure. I went through the bankruptcy. Like I had that whole financial, you know, fallout. Um, but she was my rock through all of this. You know, she was that support system. And the fact that anybody could leave their animal behind, never mind leave them behind without support, you know, not just surrender them, but like leave them to die. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't handle that. And it's actually what got me started in animal rescue. Um, so, you know, if it weren't for her, I love animals. I always have. Um, but if it weren't for her being there for me, the way she was, I don't know that I would have gotten into what I've done. Um, and you know, it's, it's a big part of my life now, um, being able to 
to help other animals and to kind of be their voice. Yeah, it's, um, so. And it's something I have heard previously that uh, someone that's had a dog, that it, that's actually shaped their profession and, and shaped their, their future. Yeah. So I know you mentioned you yeah. took her and you take her in to the rescue. So she works with you there? Uh, she, she, she used to come in every once in a while. Um, she's actually the reason that we set up the, uh, um, shoplifting bins, uh, because we're obviously, we have a, uh, a pet supply store attached to the adoption center. So it's all one facility and we sell, you know, pet supplies at a discount and the money goes into the rescue. And so I would take her and she would just help herself. <laughs> She would pull things off the shelves. Uh, she would help herself to treats in the in the bins. And uh, we decided at that point that it would be best to set up shoplifting bins. <laughs> and so we put uh, some treats and some stuffy you know, stuffed toys in little bins around the store at dog height. And uh, that was the decoy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So, um, yeah. I like so you're actually encouraging the visiting dogs to <laughs> yes. sample. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you might as well, you know, if you give them the, the direction, like, no, no, go here. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the stuff that has a price tag. Yeah. Not that we're encouraging any shoplifting. Mm -hmm. Sampling what? is sampling is fine. <laughs> Just from the dogs. Yeah. The people not okay. <laughs> Did she uh, interact with any of the dogs in the in the shelter as well? Yeah, she did. Um, there was a couple of years there that she was not great with other dogs. Um, after that, uh, after that attack at the dog park, mm -hmm. um, I'm not even going to say she was never the same. I was never the same, and I know that you know dogs pick up on our energy, and so I was always kind of nervous around other animals. And I think she picked up on that and, you know, felt that she needed to protect me. So um, I, we had a couple little like growly incidents, um, nothing ever too severe. You know, I, I've always kept her in a harness mm -hmm. so that if anything was an issue, I could just lift her out of the situation. Um, uh, she's grown out of that. She's actually pretty cool. You know, I brought a second dog into the house uh, about six months ago now. And uh, okay. she's been pretty cool with him. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, well, we go out with friends. She's just like, whatever. Uh, I'm over this. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm too old to, to fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> so how was the uh, initial introduction when you brought the second dog into the house? It was, uh, I've brought home a couple of dogs over the years just for like sleepovers and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she was pretty good. You know, she, she kind of, like I said, she goes off and does her own thing and likes to sleep in another room. Um, so it was just kind of like, oh, this guy's here now? Okay. Um, but I think she realized, like, because she hasn't been as cuddly as she's gotten older. And I think she realized that I needed that. So I, I feel like it was just kind of like, okay, he's here for mom and I'll put up with it. Um, so they've been... They've been good, no issues. Um, she she does not really like to share her blanket. Like if he comes and lays down, she will get up and leave eventually. Um, but yeah, they've been okay. And and what sort of dog is the number two? 
he is a beagle. Uh, excuse me. Uh, he is a Chihuahua Corgi mix. Okay. So he's about half her size. And um, also he's eight years old. So I didn't get a, you know, crazy puppy running around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're both pretty chill and they do fine on walks and, and all that. And he understands she is the lady of the house <laughs> and she, she will always be the number one. Uh, so he, he does pretty well with that. Uh, that's excellent. So nice when there's that instant sort of click and understanding of yeah. who's who and there's no challenges. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm happy with how they did. And, uh, you know, when I decided to, to keep him and make it a permanent foster fail, uh, I had a conversation with her first and let her know, you know, how do you feel about this? And mm-hmm. she just walked away. So I figured it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And as, um, you feel like he's sort of like being taught uh, all the different sort of like house rules and what he can and can't do? Uh, I think she's forgotten all the house rules. <laughs> I don't have many other than like, please don't eat the furniture. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, he, yeah, he's good. He ate a turkey, uh, um, uh, pan box yesterday. So I can't say that he's entirely good. So maybe she is teaching him something. Um, and let's hope the stuffed animals Stop never it. get yeah. killed again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once in a lifetime for that sort of level of, of, of uh, violence is enough. Destruction. I hope so. I really do hope so. That was, that was rough to watch. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, do you want to, Give a little bit more of a formal uh, little summary and some information about the shelter that you're mm. working with. Yeah, always happy to talk about that. Um, it's called Hearts Alive Village, Las Vegas. Um, we're about six years old, um, but over the past couple of years, we've had some really like big uh, expansions, which have been cool. Um, so we've got our adoption center and our pet supply store. And then uh, just, uh, just this fall, just about a month ago, uh, we opened the first nonprofit uh, veterinary clinic in the state of Nevada. Um, so our biggest focus uh, has always been kind of keeping pets in their original homes because a, a lot of the animals that end up in the shelter and people don't realize this, um, a lot of them, the families didn't actually want to get rid of them they just didn't see any options. Uh, you know, they couldn't afford vet treatment. They couldn't afford food. Um, the, the dog or cat was, you know, uh, getting into things and destructive and they didn't really see any other options. Um, so here now this, this poor animal ends up at the shelter. I mean, it's a traumatic experience, no matter how, the sh- how nice the shelter is. Absolutely. And um, we want to stop that. You know, we want to keep them in their homes. Um, and so we've got a pet food pantry, which was actually our first program. And uh, now during these crazy COVID times, uh, we've gone from feeding 300 pets in families to 5,000. Wow, that is a huge, huge jump. Yeah, that, there's that many people that cannot afford to take care of their animals right now. And thankfully we've been able to help 
And this veterinary clinic is really just the next step in that. Um, so many families can't afford veterinary care. And, you know, even, even the people that are doing okay, you know, you get hit with a three, four, five thousand dollar bill for, you know, a surgery or an illness or something. Um, it can it can really throw you for a loop. Um, so we provide affordable vet care. And some of the animals that come see us, they've never seen a vet before. You know, they've never had vaccines. They've never gotten that care. Um, not because their families don't love them, just because they couldn't afford it. And, you know, if you have to choose between that or feeding yourself. Um, so, yeah, so this rescue, you know, we're constantly growing, um, keeping animals out of the shelters, keeping them with their families where they belong. Um, and we've saved, I think the current number is about 4,330 animals um, that have been rescued through us. So that's not even counting the owner's support. That's wonderful. Um, it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Non-breed specific will help anybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. If anyone does want to help, what's the best way mm -hmm. for them to get in contact with you? And I'll put that in the, the notes as well. Thank you. Yeah, so our website is heartsalivevillage.org. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, which I think is just H-A-V-L-V. But if you look up Hearts Alive, you'll find it. Um, and yeah, I obviously monetary donations are always huge. Um, we've got an Amazon wish list. We always need supplies for the animals. And if you're local, come volunteer, you know, come shop in our store. Um, and, you know, everything you buy, you end up supporting our programs. So uh, that is absolutely fantastic stuff that you Thank are doing. You. So it's so nice to hear, especially the, the veterinary part. And I think that's uh, yeah. you know, dramatically overlooked in a lot of places. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And I mean, you know, any pet parent knows, you know, you walk in and you're, you're praying that your animal is okay and you're praying that you're going to be able to afford what they need. Because mm. so often I, the numbers are just crazy. <laughs> um, yes, unfortunately. In, unfortunately, and in society and everywhere around the world, it's uh, one of those sort of things, I guess, that we have to all deal with. Yeah. Uh, then again, it's a, a small price to pay for what they give us back in return. Absolutely. The therapy bills alone, if I didn't have her. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing some of the life of Akasha and for sharing, opening and, and sharing some of your, your own sort of things with that as well. Thank you. It's uh, really enjoyed having a chat with you this morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm always happy to talk about my babies. <laughs> 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 um, well, you take care. I'll hopefully, we'll catch up sometime soon. Sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoy the show. I, if you did, I'd really appreciate you uh, telling a friend and sharing in the experience. Uh, also, if you want to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, would also be appreciated. Uh, until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family.